0: Shut up. The foot is on Triple M. Now on Triple M Footy. Too strong. Too good. This is the Midweek Rub. This could be the game of the year.
1: How do you like those apples?
2: Triple M rocks footy. Ah, uh, yes. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Midweek Rub, the second last show of the Midweek Rub for season 2022. What a year it's been. But I tell you what, we have two big weeks to go. Looking forward to dissecting all the footy action. Prelim week, the biggest weekend of the, home, oh, the final series. There's Ross Lyon there, just has a little cough on it. There's a I cough guess, button on these I, ones too. I, 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 Rossi, got it there. I had the cough button. Did you hear that? We did hear it. That's all right. As we welcome, Ross, a big oh, really? ratings show last week with you, you did on the fine. show. So we invited you back. Well done. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, you'll
1: leverage anything, Joey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damien Barrett, as always, welcome you and Daisy. Joey. G'day, Daisy. G'day, Joseph. Damo, normally we thought we might see you a little bit dusty, a bit under the weather today after the uh, Australian oh, Football the Media the Awards yeah. last night. Yep. Um, always a big night. How did it go? Any dust-ups, no, it Any... was unusually
0: civil, okay. um, unusually, I'd almost go loving in the range.
2: Yes, it was unusual.
0: It was nice, actually. What, to... you didn't
1: have a full turnout?
0: No, we had a lot of people, actually. <laughs> no, we had a lot of people. It was just, um, it was just very well uh, put together. BT and, and Sarah Jones emceed it beautifully. Um, Gillen got it going with a... A nice little roasting of, you know, some in the room and everyone took it the right way and the way it was meant and uh, yeah, it just took off from there. So no, unusually, because often there is a lot of angst in the room, but not last night. And, and
1: you'd expect them to take it the right way, because they've got a thick skin, the media. They're <laughs> very good at giving a protection, <laughs> <it>, aren't, <laughs> <they, laughs> aren't they? <Ross? laughs> so I'll give you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're
3: the chair of that, the head of the Yep. Yeah. Where's this going? No, no, <laughs> I was just interested because I did <laughs> see that we were nominated the midweek rub for the best podcast and we didn't win.
0: No. So you didn't cast a vote? You'd no. <laughs> I, in fact, I, I absolutely made sure I was very arm's length. In fact, no um, no length at all on uh, on any oversight on any of the awards. Damo
2: so so realize that's why we've got him yeah. on the podcast. Well, that's right. <laughs> that Just see if can win an award. <laughs> so next, uh, Who Rossi. did
3: win
1: best podcast?
3: Uh, an AFLW podcast, which is a ripper. Credit to the girls. Credit to the, the girls, girls, which yeah. Is, yeah. is a ripper. Good Sarah podcast. Yep. It was interesting, though, because I went down the list and I did see that Joey was nominated for best game analysis and analytics. You were commended? He was commended.
2: He he got commended. I didn't receive he got... any. Shouldn't I receive? Should I get it? You only, you
0: only came second, mate.
3: Don't
2: oh, get too well, curious. You came, <laughs> you came <laughs> second to <laughs> hey, leave that. A surprise. Did you surprise?
1: show go that Rui's on and that? Did that get that in the best, world?
2: The best on ground. Yeah. Did that receive any nominations? <laughs> what do you ask that, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just not tickling hey,
1: my
3: face. I'm used to,
2: I'm, <laughs> Daisy, I'm used to coming. Second, is, well, second has been... What a
3: yeah.
1: oh, you got, got beat by Lee second. Matthews,
3: who is the greatest of all time. So don't worry about your core four and all the you know putting your head in the computer, moving the abacus, scores. points sprint. off turnover. That's exactly right. his numbers, pressure. Time if, yeah. come up with well, a the best Come up with a universal rule: more minutes left than goals, and you're still <laughs> a chance. <champion. laughs> <laughs> and then you are number one. Oh, I used one. to
1: run with that one. in The box. <laughs> <laughs> the it's ten, it's ten, it's ten minutes universal. left. We can win. That's, that's why, why. That's why. It takes
2: under nine minutes. You're it. That's why lethal is the best in the business because that has gone oh, universal. Has. Everyone uses that line. More minutes than goals, you can still win. So I need to work harder. Daisy, that's, I'll take that on board. Good. But very good. Hey, we want to get into the footy. Rossi, before we get into the prelims and have a look, what did you make of last weekend? Some pretty, oh, pretty good performances. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, attended both games. It was a privilege to do so. I, I thought the, the character of Brisbane I was uh, with an old teammate, Manny Armstrong. And I looked at him quite a time. I said, oh, we should get going here. And then I thought, oh, I'll show some respect. And uh, <laughs> they uh, they really balanced up in the – um. they had found the balance of their ball movement. Um, They hung in the game. I thought, oh, no, they're within striking distance. And then obviously the third, they ramped up their pressure. I was – you know, the move of Barry, um, I love that uh, – Because he used to go to Fife and do the same thing, harass him around the stoppage. He's a big runner, work off him. So it was no surprise what he did, you know. So it was really pleasing. Yeah, I I, I loved the footy. and. Just the first five minutes of the Collingwood game, my breath was taken away. It was like, Jack Crisp, he's my favourite player in the (laughs) OVL. You were loving him.
2: Oh, it was incredible. What about those pies, Daisy? They were impressive. It
3: was awesome. I was there watching along, and again, it was just a treat. I love just what they're bringing. You look at them coming up the race, they're energetic, they're just embracing the moment and not shying away from it. And their pressure, which we, again, we took them on trust, they were able to bring that And that really 20-point margin flattered Frio. It should have been every part of 10 goals if the Pies had a kick straight in the third. They were simply awesome. As
1: uh, my daughter had the ticket, Friends took a mad Collingwood supporters down the other race. She texted me during the course. She goes, Dad, it's mental down <laughs> here. I'm barricading for the pies. And at the end, Jack Ginnivan did the B reel with her and her crew. So you can just, so you know, I might have been a bit of a hard ass there at one time, but you can see the joy that an AFL player can bring yeah. their support. Like he grabbed the phone and then he go, How'd you enjoy the game in a B reel? So like, you've got them forever. Yeah. Like, whether, you can just see that impact.
2: And whether you love or hate the pies, you can't help but enjoy the way they're playing. It's awesome to watch the, the style of footy they're playing. But we will get into the prelims and dissect that uh, Sydney-Collingwood game a little bit later as well as the uh, Brisbane-Cats game. But Damo, we'll take our first break because up next, you've got plenty of footy news to get through. This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. The midweek Rub. Damo, if you were playing against North Melbourne or West Coast, how many touches do you reckon you could get if you well, played in the one. midweek? Would it be a <laughs> kick-in? It (laughs) could be. Triple M rocks footy. This is Triple M Footy's midweek rub. Damo, as we said off the top, plenty of footy news. But let's start with Jared Berry and the Brisbane Lions because... He's free to play, and yep. I think you probably thought that was going to happen.
0: I did. Um, look, we know the way the AFL system works. You've got the umpires who have their first line of sight on whatever goes on, and then you've got the match review office, then you've got a tribunal, then an appeals tribunal. And in Paddy Cripps' case about four or five weeks ago, you can find one set of group of people that will look after you. So, look, in Jared Berry's case, it happened to be the first stage of the tribunal, not the appeals tribunal. I had no problem with it. I can understand why people didn't like the look of the the hand around the eyes. But I can just move on from that because, right has already touched on what he did last week against Clayton Oliver. I want to know what you guys mm. are going to tell me what he's going to do this Friday night against Geelong because it's not obvious to me. Cam Guthrie was tagged by Windhager a few weeks ago, um, but he might be doing some tagging himself or running within himself. And we noticed also two last game that both Selwood and Dangerfield started after the breaks and inclusive of the first break of the game, the start of the game, on
2: the bench. I want to ask Ross, what's your philosophy when, let's say you do something in-game and it works, is your a natural thought as a coach to then replicate it again next week or is it almost to go back and say, you know what, we know Barry can do that if we need, but we go back to what generally works for us? Or should like Chris Fagan stick with now using Barry in that role as Damo's touched I, to I think
1: he clearly plays his best footy with a reference point. Um, and... I, the cats are really strong because of the point Damien made. There's no obvious one to yeah. go to. They've got a few off the top of my head. When I heard that, I put a lot of thought into it, but uh, to me, cause he's a massive runner, Isaac Smith, what's changed the cats mm. is their, their, their link. Although he dumps out from half forward, but uh, you know, that, that run of Isaac, like he's, when he gets going, the forwards get going. So it might be, well, Atkins inside Guthrie, Sal was going to roll through Dangerfield. Well, hang on, what's a critical piece? I would look to stop our Zach Smith because what's changed the Cats? It's been his run, um, Holmes's run, that that's something I would look at. I tend to go to insiders, but he's a critical piece in their system.
2: And he generally has played on a wing for most of the year for Brisbane outside the centre square, so can do that role. It'd be interesting. I think yeah, I'd
3: send him to a Salwood. Obviously, you expect Lockie Neal to get tagged, and then you using that running power, you speak of can burst away from him when the ball leaves. And then if Lockie Neal is getting sat on, say, all right, you go there, go then be accountable to Salwood. Play two for one with your tagger, who's going to follow yeah, you everywhere. yeah, make the
1: one for two, and 100... then you've effectively got a spare player linking up on your own offensive chains. Mate, make them think. And because if you look at Brisbane's half backs, is Rich because <laughs> Isaac Smith goes the half forward. He'll need a motorbike to keep <laughs> up with him, right? So so it's not really Rich unless you let him go, but you let him go at yeah. your own peril. Yep. Yeah. That's their decision. Do we go with him? And if we go with him, who can run? I wouldn't. Coleman's dangerous on yeah. the, but I wouldn't have thought they got anyone that can run with who who can. By the way, you know, is a left
0: field option for for, for use of Berry onto Blitzards. Joe,
2: no, I wouldn't run with Blitzards. No, I don't think they need to do that. No, I think because and it's too complicated. I reckon with mm. Blitzards, especially the the way that he plays, he'll be in the ruck next minute. So what does Berry do then? I think look. I reckon maybe early Chris Fagan just goes back to what's worked, and knowing that he's got Berry there to pull the lever. If if someone's getting off the chain for for the Cats, and just, uh, yeah. And, sure and I think the deeper,
1: in I think what's changed him. I heard might have been you guys talking about, but Lyons out of that team, like he's a ball winner, lives off turnover a bit, does it smart, but. It changed their team defence as well. Yeah. When you've got one that's breaking the chain consistently or maybe two, you can get away with one. But I think they're a better balanced, quicker team without him.
2: I like Zorka going back into the midfield. He's the one. Mm. He's their captain. He had that influence. He set up the goal before halftime by winning a big centre clearance. So I like the, the move as well. Hey, Damon, one of the other uh, prelim finalists, the Sydney Swans, there's been a lot of talk about Buddy Franklin. Mm. About, you know, is he, is he gone off the cliff? Is his career over? What do you make of it? It seems to be a bit harsh from my perspective. I, I think it is. I, look, I know the last
0: game he played was the one that everyone's focusing on. Yeah. And there's even, you know, there's been some narrative. And it's not, it hasn't been strong, it must be said. But been, is he is he going to play? Is he absolutely going to play? Oh, of course he's going to play. But he kicked 50 goals in the home and away season for the 13th time in his life. Oh, he's um, had a terrible season.
3: The, he kicked
2: 15 he, goals in his last five home and away games. He kicked
3: three in his last game, there even though it was poor against Stephen May aside side that won.
1: Yeah. He did like, kick three did well, against Melbourne, yeah. and uh, he tied May up. As much as May beat him a lot in one-on-ones, he, he sparked them, he tied May up. You give him a leg rope, mm. and he only, to your point, he only needs, because he kicks it so well, you know, set up opportunities. I, and then, interestingly, now Brisbane are going better. You're not hearing Buddy the Brisbane anymore, are you? <laughs> that, that, was, that was running strong.
0: Um, yeah, so look, I, I still expect him to be a, uh, a massive contributor in this prelim final. And if they are going to take a, a change in their forward line dynamic, it, it may well be that it's Logan McDonald. As much as they've tried to settle that down in the back six, seven, eight weeks of the year, with the Collingwood backline and, and the slightly tighter confines, at least uh, across the ground, um, I mean, the backline there, and the dimensions of the SCG with the Darcy Moore, Jeremy Howell backline of uh, Collingwood, I just wouldn't be surprised if, if when teams come through, there's that change. But Lachie McDonald, like McDonald played against them last time, and Buddy did. I'm yeah. pretty sure. No, no they, they've been together for the last yeah. last six, seven weeks, and against Collingwood. Yeah.
1: So, and him. their forward pressure was outstanding that day. That was their first line of defence. Yeah. That that's going to be the key to yeah. the game.
2: And I'll yeah. ask you two both about that uh, Lance Franklin Darcy Moore matchup in the Daisy Duck dive still to come. But just want to touch on Melbourne. Damo, there's been some people talking about it. has it been a waste of a year? And I think you're in that camp. You believe it's yeah. been a waste of a year? I do.
0: You? Look, I didn't buy into the dynasty talk. I mean, because you don't have a dynasty conversation when you've got at least two premierships in the year. They're hard to win. I mean, you guys know that. The ten zip start to the year that looked okay, but then when you bring home a six win eight loss scoreline, that's inclusive of the the straight sets exit in the finals, it, it's a complete waste. And everything that we discussed regularly on the run um, came to bear itself in in the in those two finals. And and they're a long way behind it right now. They, they they don't have a forward line that's going to put them back immediately into contention next year.
2: Do you class it as a waste, Daisy, or does it just to reinforce how hard it actually is to win win? Finals and win grand finals.
3: Well, I said that Car- uh, sorry Carlton missing a final from eight and two was a wasted year and you shouldn't be happy with that. So I have to back myself up and follow through with that and say that Melbourne from 10 and zip is certainly a waste to not have at least won one final. They are hard, but to go out in straight sets and that cliff that you're sort of talking about, the trend that they were going through the back half of the season is a real concern because whatever their mojo was for the best part of a year and a half, they lost it really quick. They got found out and they had no way of stopping teams then stopping them. So that forward line to continually win inside fifties, to win clearances,
1: to win contested possession, and then to lose games. That is a stat that doesn't happen too often. No, it's back to their method. It was, the writing was there. They were one defense, they were seven attack or eight attack. And we know over a long period of time, you need to be bit better than that. And they didn't, they were stubborn and didn't change their method. Do you Even think when it's the a waste game, Do
2: you think it's a waste of a of year? Of course it is. Yep. Because
1: look, we know how hard they, but not to win a final. At the MCG, you know, and I, I just think there was only McDonald out. Everyone was mm. there. I thought they'll conser- I think in the Gordon end. I was
0: saw Ross,
1: uh, and that, we did to track that. Yeah, but I'm not interested sore. in that. He looked okay to me when he was in the contestant marks. So I think you put your hand up. He was fit enough to run around and play. If I you thought, get beat Harm's in a outside. it's probably a different story. They let Lockie Neil go. Harms had knocked him off. They kept Brayshaw. It's easy to sit back, but I was like, mm, Brayshaw's a good player in his own right. He dominated on a wing and half back. He's tied up on Lockie. you got Harms outside. I, I would think, you know, they, they're they going to have to modify.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's harsh to say it's a waste. I mean, there's only been four teams, I think, that have won back-to-back premierships in 20 but to years. to not win a
1: final from 10 years. Whether
2: you win a final or not. If you don't win a premiership, it's a fail anyway. Yeah, no, like, do you think
1: they could have fixed what – I know they said they are working on We know it's not a quick fix, but that, that long ball to the pocket – that was their. Even method. when the game's yeah. up for grabs, they didn't go top of the square. Yeah, oh, and, and that becomes like stuck to their
2: guns. As yeah. much
1: as that becomes easy to defend for
3: them coming out, which was the whole plan, it then become for other t- opposition teams. You know that they're going to kick it there, so you've got two thirds of the field to then go and attack through. Yeah. Which was then catching that defence that was so good off when the forward pressure was off. If I'm Melbourne now, you obviously need a forward. So Luke Jackson requesting a trade. Why wouldn't you be putting chips in trying to get a Rory
1: Lobb? But is it the forward? Or is it way Rory, they kick the ball on, in? You just no, said they go on. to the pocket. Rory, well, they... Rory's not going to play any better than he does at Fremantle because it's the same method. It's slower and it's wide to the pocket. So you'll get the same Rory Lobb. I think they need to tweak their method a bit.
3: Right. I think if you've got someone who presents at the football a lot straighter, it probably stops you from bypassing that and
1: going to the pocket.
3: That would be my take I on it. I think
1: it's their plan. If you've got the players mm. in here set 42, what, where do we kick it? when we're slightly held or flown, we go to the pocket, protect our defense and we crumb it. They've had some brilliant crumbs. The Bulldogs were 21 points up halfway through the third quarter, 10 minutes into the third and went to go 27. Everyone forgets that. And it was an incredible performance, but it was the six, six, the midfield. And we know the Bulldogs over a period of time now don't defend exceptionally well. So, I, I think it's a really watch this space. That's You're almost right. saying yeah. they were fortunate to win no, last no, year's No, place. no, no, go no. They not did kick 100 to seven And, and yeah. when they go over, when when Oliver and Petraka, and he was a little bit hindered, turn it on. Like, they're, they're incredible, right? Yeah. So now teams are respecting yeah. Langdon more. They're dealing with May. They're not bombing it in. They're getting it in between and over that run, bypassing, assertive. They've just got some tweaks. Is it a disappointing year based on... The only player out of their best 22 was who? McDonald. Yep. So we're talking about they couldn't get a final done. We're, We're talking about a dynasty team. They got all the parts, key defenders, key forwards, midfielders, outside run. They got everything. So then it becomes a system team. So Richmond throw the magnets around. Collingwood spoke about, we threw them too much. So, Brisbane finally changed something. You can do it too much, but you can also do it not enough.
2: And teams can go past in a hurry. If they continue Mm -hmm. to evolve their game plan, Melbourne will adjust, and I'm sure they'll be playing finals again next year. Hey, lastly, Damo, before the next break, uh, it's silly season has begun with the trade news. Uh, Junior Rioli's requested a trade to Port Adelaide. Luke Jackson has requested a trade back to WA, and there's still plenty more players that we expect to request a trade. Yeah, look,
0: I think unofficially Jackson was on. It's official now. Uh, interesting brokering tactics, at least from the outset, days, with, with Melbourne saying, we'll send you back or they you to go back, but we're, we'll deal with both clubs. So yeah. you work it out. You, know, you want to go to Fremantle, make sure Fremantle, you, you, they're putting the pressure on his camp and the Dockers to get this done. It'll, it'll drag out. It always does, these yep. things.
3: Yeah, Is Junior well, Rioli the interesting one,
0: considering the support that was given to him from the West Coast Eagles? Yeah. Oh, look, I saw Trevor Nisbet's quotes. Um, clubs get rid of players that don't want to leave too. They do. Well, I'd be careful. That I thought they are out public.
1: of line, West Coast. Uh, you know what? When you've got a player on your list, it's your responsibility to support him with everything you got. It's, it's not a bonus that you supported Willie Rioli. Yeah. Did we challenge his behaviour and all of that? Yeah, but it's your job. It's your responsibility to support the player. So oh, I think it's a bit rich clipping
0: him on the way. Yeah. I thought it was too, Ross, and, and it was strong. And for people who haven't seen it, you, you can you can see it on the um, West Coast platforms on social media. But they they did support him, yes, and they gave him QC support. But he's going for family reasons um, as much as it is anything else. And haven't we as an industry taught ourselves to embrace the family component? I mean, Luke Jackson's leaving for family reasons. Mm. Different set of family reasons, but it's still a family reason reason yeah. and yeah. you don't give support then to have it thrown back in your face or to use that as a reason yep 100
2: percent. Right. very good hey let's take a break because up next we're going to take a look at the daisy ross dive quick five
1: this is the midweek rub
2: brandon bolton took the
3: buffets off the option and you just had a set menu to pick ah. from oh. took all the, the fun purpose. out of it then we'd walk down to 7-eleven and get 300 bucks worth of chocolate
2: <laughs> rock's booty this is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Now let's get into some hard-hitting questions, Ross and Daisy. You haven't heard them, but I want your first thoughts off the fence, specific to the prelims, but some specific questions. So first one's about Lockie Neal, who is absolutely on fire in this final series. Rossi, if you're Chris Scott, Daisy, what's your go-to? Is it Mark Blitzarves off the bat? Is it potentially a Tom Atkins who can do the role, or Guthrie, as Damo said, or do you maybe bring Mark O'Connor back into the team who's done it in the past?
3: I'd be going with O'Connor. Just a hard, old-fashioned blanket on-off everywhere you go because it then becomes predictable in and around the rest of your midfield. You know what you're going to get. If you start playing Blitzavs or a Atkins, you lose a little bit of what your strengths are. And Geelong's strengths, let's face it, their centre uh, bounce work and their clearance work isn't probably as good as the Brisbane line. So you've got to take away the line strengths with his Lockie Neal and then try and expose them with what you've got left.
1: Yeah, I think saves, they need him elsewhere. Plays a variety of roles. I, I would go Atkins. He, he's the ball. Flicksalves wouldn't handle Lockie's agility. And I think O'Connor's been out of the team. I think they've shifted. I I think Atkins, handle him around stoppage, and he's got a big work rate, that kid.
2: All we do know, Damo, is they've got to do something. You can't let yeah. Lockie Neal beat you. That well, Melbourne gorgeous. learnt
1: that in the second
0: half
2: last week, and
0: <laughs> I would have thought they might have known that before the that's second right. half last week. They're they doing a good job on him to that point and then let it go. Yeah. For what it's worth, I feel O'Connor will stay in, having come in as the sub in the previous final, and I believe that's what they're going to do.
2: Bring him in and put someone else as the sub. Yep. Right. What about from the, uh, the other side, Jeremy Cameron? How do you handle Jeremy Cameron if you're Chris Fagan? What will your plan be? Ross, if you're coaching, do you say, right, we're going to follow Jeremy Cameron up the ground and not let him hurt us by foot? Or we're going to sit back in defensive fifty. He might get some touches, but we're not going to let him hurt us on the scoreboard.
1: Wow, that's a tough question because he's a freak runner. Right. I was thinking about it this morning: who can run with him? Yeah. Oh, I, you can't let him pull apart your defense. You know, we used to have an Alex Pierce who was a great runner himself. You could match him up, but um, the Brisbane Lions tend to let you go, do they? Their backs let you go, or they squeeze you up? That—that's the answer. Their well, system. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it, I. I. If he goes. Up high, I would hand him over to a running back. Because you're not going to be over. can campaign run with him? I'm, I'm what not about sure. Star... Do you maybe go star,
2: You're giving away some size, but maybe your best lockdown defender, your best athlete to go to Jeremy Cameron? Or is that too big a risk if he goes forward? It is such a hard one because a lot of the time when he's getting
3: beaten sort of inside the 50, this is how he gets himself in the game. He'll get up, he'll get some junk possessions, but... On the back of that, he gets that big, long run and then a lateral lead across 50 that gets
1: him some ball and a shot on I'll goal. i almost let him go. So uh, I, Really? I,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: I reckon yeah, i You I'd know what, mate?
1: To... You can have it up in the – like, as Daisy said, you can have it up in the midfield.
0: Isn't he dangerous there too? Is, as but dangerous? when you
1: turn around, mate, I'm going to be in the scoring zone and you're going to have to have another possession. Because that's what Collingwood did to Freo. Mate, He can have it up there. You're turning around and Freo, they play a different game, but they saw more standing in the D50 and – How and that, and they went, Well, we can't go forward. And I think that might delay him a little bit. I'd be sending someone with him
3: until about the centre line. And then if he wants to get it backwards of centre, say, good luck, we can mop you up with numbers. We'll rely on our system because effectively, unless it's in that 30-metre bubble...
0: The outnumber doesn't really work. You can be set up for the around fifty-five, oh, sixty metres and away. Oregon he got himself and the cats going the further up the ground he got earlier. Yeah, there. But it, it, but again, but that, that's
3: then the sides then allowed him to continue that all the
0: way down the way to D through, fifty. Yeah, yeah. If you
3: then pick him up, check him heavily from fifty uh, from the centre square back in, inside fifty.
0: I think you can. Know Is that, if that where Barry could come in at some stage to to, to play that role for that moment?
2: because nah, nah. then he'll just manipulate it and, and go then he'll forward. just go to goal square. Right.
1: They they play their back three and they just roll over everything that comes. And I think that's the way the Brisbane need to go. And he goes up high. Well he's playing as a running player. He'll take a few marks, but he won't take him in you just need a smart player that can pick him back up on the way through because if you lose him, you're mm. gone. Yeah, who doesn't get stuck ball-watching? That's, the that's a It's a great question because these are the ones you sit at match committee yeah. with and you're it with all the footy heads in there and you walk out three hours later and you're still not sure.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Ross. I think that was a compliment. And Ross, that was a great question. I'll take that. Hey, next one, Damon, We talk about the pre-finals bye and we'll call it, it was Ross Lyon's fault, let's be honest, because he rested, <laughs> yes, he rested everyone and they brought the pre-finals <laughs> bye in. How many players it's did you rest
1: a- that game? 13. Well, want to be more? <laughs> no, nah, Well, they, let's go to the facts and the history. <laughs> so quickly, in two thousand and nine, we we were winning, winning, and Misso goes, we're going to Tassie. It's freezing. Joey d- doesn't want to play in gloves, so we'll, <laughs> we better give him a rest. So we, I think we rested thirteen 15? or 14, fifteen yeah. down there. And there was a, there was an investigation because there was a cave in on the punt. Right, it went off in Sydney, but I I didn't have an account, so it wasn't me. Um, we still won, though. <laughs> no, we, we still, still won.
2: won. We still won. <laughs> we went and
1: beat the Hawks Jack, in Tassie. and Tassie. Armitage and So then, um, and we rested a couple in the last round. So in 2010, only two, the small forwards, Minnesota. but the Dockers. The Dockers re- won the Tassie But <laughs> the reason everyone forgets is every week on, week off flying, yeah. right? So the last game was against St Kilda. If it had been at home, I wouldn't have rested anyone because I didn't want to fly. We knew, I never knew we well, were going back down to the Cattery. I thought it might have been the G. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> first final in a hundred years. So that's why we rested that him. That was the famous Social McKinnis game, <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, still one. Yeah. Uh no, we and it was Gossi's retirement game. They, we, we won down at you Geelong. You won down, but down the, no, the be, a day. It is no, Saturday. You that's, know, Saturday yeah. I 47 but, but Brad Scott yeah. did it as well, didn't a he? Waffle team. Yeah. Did Brad Scott do it?
0: 37 kick ins. <laughs> yeah, Brad Scott <laughs> did it. Yeah, yeah Brad, Brad Scott did it too. So uh, there you
1: go. Anyway, you, so you anyway, anyway, gifted
0: the 2016 we, premiership we, we, to the Bulldogs <laughs> on the back of it. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it certainly helped them. So back to the question then, Ross, now this
2: weekend. So what's the better preparation? Sydney and Geelong playing one game in 27 days. They've had the two buys. Or would you rather be Collingwood and the Brisbane Lions full of confidence, couple of games in a row after a buy? Which, which yeah, I'd like to would you to be
1: Collingwood take- in that for this week, but not the next week because I'd be exhausted. But okay, um, right. which happened a little bit to the Bulldogs. I this is where your conditioners, that want the big bucks and your high performance managers. This is when they deliver. This is the volume. This is the intensity. You design your drills. And it was funny we used to do a drill called the blast, right? Because you know the game goes off, and I was watching Collingwood. I thought, hope Sydney that. First eight minutes, used to because we were a poor starting team. We were, I was like, so we called it the blast, right? For the first eight minutes, they didn't stop. You know when the game goes, yeah. and it's like a yeah. cannon goes off. Well, we did that. We used to call it the blast and took it to the doctors. Uh, doctors, as well. it helped, right, with our starting. And so hopefully they've done some drills. So they want to be ready, wouldn't they? they had, For what's coming? Oh, gee, oh, the first quarter, they yeah. would want to be ready. If they get blown away early, I think they can grind back. But that's the real worry. I. I still think I'd rather be Sydney and Geelong.
3: I'm I think Brisbane would certainly be happy playing because they obviously beat the Tigers, keep that momentum going after a if he towards mm. the season, the Pies 100% want to keep going and keep mm. rolling their energy and effort is all just about keep that ball rolling. The Swans I don't think they mind, bit of a risk, players fine, maybe a bit sore. The Cats are the ones I'm concerned about. Think about mid-season buy over the past handful of years. How poor they were after that. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've crunched the numbers on it, but no, they've been horrendous. They, they, have- they
2: have been bad, bad, bad. But they've been training for this for a number of years now, off the buys. Oh. But the stats are saying, Damo, since the pre-finals buy, that one of the two prelim teams that have had the bye will will get beat. Yeah. One of them will be caught out. Well, so the others are coming. That's flint hard, that's like it. Yeah. battle
1: sharp and. Everyone's got to understand, which they do. AFL footy, like a half a second in reaction time is like three metres. Yeah, And teams just look off. It's not their reaction time. It's like great players. They make earlier decisions. So I am worried for them, but I think they're the two best teams and they'll come through.
2: Last question about Nick Dacos. So last time Sydney played Collingwood, Ryan Clark was set for him. Craig McRae tried to flip him around. He moved him into the midfield, moved him to half forward. And, And sort of in the end, I think Collingwood maybe lost a bit, Ross, of what had worked for them all year to try and get Nick Dacos uh, off the chain a little bit. Would you as a coach with a first year player, try and help Nick Dacos if Ryan Clark goes to him again? Or do you say, Hey young fella, you're just going to have to work your way through it as a halfback.
1: I think because you can do keep both. I think you can do both to advantage the team. Um, that game and, and Stevens went everywhere with him. I don't think he let him off wherever he was. I reckon when as he moved around, maybe in the midfield, he let him off. Ryan Clark, yeah. Uh, Ryan Clark, Clark yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking Stevens' great midfield, little player. Yeah, yeah, but I think he went either end with him. Mm. Uh, often, like Sam Fisher used to get tagged a bit, Chips, and he was great. Those sort of players. I would make a 1v2 Dakos, but I'd do it with one of their forwards. Just throw there. Because Sydney don't want to disrupt their forward line. I've done that before. Chips. He he, you know he would go to a winger, even make a one v two there to give you the free back. I, I think they can manipulate it, disrupt Sydney's forwards. No worries, mate. You're coming to me, and now I'm going to I'm pa- going to Papley. Papley, I, would you? I, I'd, I'd disrupt cool. them, and then all of a sudden Hows free, and then Papley's got to get the How, throw their forward line in the chaos, disrupt them like you're disrupting. No worries, you get a bit of a win here. But guess what? This is what I'm doing. And they won't like it. I like it. <laughs> got, to,
3: got, to, got to figure out <laughs> like a way that you can get maximum bang for buck in upsetting the opposition without disrupting you too much. Because yeah. I think Craig McRae was first to put his hand up saying they manipulated so many things. Geordie Goey went out, Dacos got sat on, and then they were trying to get him involved in the game so much. It was, was at the detriment of the rest of the players. So and- I don't think you can do that, but you can have those discussions about manipulating where you go. If you've got someone truck and trailer all day, Take off, you know, bust a gun. Yeah, Paul around. Williams.
1: Paul Williams used to yeah. do that. Play half back and Just play it like a mid.
3: Uh, yeah, and that's it. Fly through a stoppage from time to time. Cause some st- chaos. Plug up a, a go-to hit where they're going and have someone yeah, wrap
1: yeah. through the and other Colley side. And would love a spare, right? Yeah. So he can go up to the wing, Corridor make a 1v2, and the winger can be their spare defender.
2: Yeah. It's amazing we're talking about a first-year player yeah. like this, isn't it, Damien? Yeah. We're normally talking about Brownlow medalists or all Australians, had to try and play them. But this is Nick Dacos yep. in his first year and, and the influence th- that he has. at and, with- and
0: get ready for it to happen in 2023 again. I've been told that uh, Will Ashcroft will be the Nick Dacos next year. So uh, here we go again. Gilly and is. Brisbane
2: Lions. Brisbane Lions. Father, son. Yep. Gee, lucky them. Hey, we'll take a break because up next we will have a look at these two prelim finalists and – See if the wise heads can tell us who will be playing in the AFL Grand Final next weekend. That's all to come on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Should we go <laughs> Melbourne and take it out the front? Triple M
1: rocks footy.
2: This is Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. And just before we take a look at these two prelim finals, we like to look back last week at our and hold ourselves accountable. But we all tipped Melbourne. Jill, didn't we? we? were all pretty confident Melbourne would win, but I think Damo might have just borrowed uh, Daisy's little oracle.
0: It'll be one of the great Brisbane Lions wins of all time, inclusive of the three premierships of 2001, 2 and 3. I, I say that seriously. If Chris Fagan can go from being the, the one and five finals record of last week to miraculously knock off Richmond last week against the odds and then to th- then break another hoodoo coming to the MCG to win. I, I strangely enough, think there is sneaky chance in this because I, I still am looking at Melbourne as the team Ross that went four and six after round ten this year. Damo, Hang Hang on. On yeah, wasn't hey, brave but enough, a Joey, to actually you... then be convicted yeah, in
3: my own but words? But none of that would even be close. <laughs> Leave at least the oracle you said it was a out of this. The oracle requires you actually to say at
2: the end of it, "I think yeah. Brisbane will win." Uh, I should have, but That's I wasn't brave Fifty enough.
3: cents the field there.
0: Yeah, it was actually, wasn't it? Are
2: you, are you brave enough then, Damo, to say that Brisbane can continue this dream run and maybe cause an even bigger upset, third in a row, and knock off these I, Cats? I've thought about this
0: all week, and I'm not brave enough to do it again. But I will think. I do think there'll be some moments early in the game to your point as as in they just might find a way to just pose some problems but I, but no I, I expect the Cats to to come through pretty clearly in the
3: end
2: I'm happy for this to get played next week Daisy but Brisbane are no chance <laughs> oh, I'm Cats ha- win
3: I'm happy to sit with you on this one Joey oh, good. and say feel the better. Cats by eight or more goals. Yeah,
2: I think this. There's always seems to be one final that's close and one that seems to be a bit of a blowout. I think Ross, this is a blowout. What do you think?
1: Well, I don't know. they not a se- blowout, but they seared with disappointment. The cats, so they'll be steeled Not going to be an opportunity. They get it done.
2: Yeah, one of the best defenses we've seen. We've spoken about the forward line, the midfield are prime. They've all been rested. They've all been freshened up. I know Brisbane have had some good wins, but gee whiz, this would be some sort of Upset if they the confidence
3: Brisbane will get, though, from beating Melbourne, whose defence plays a bit like
2: Geelong, and then there's a little bit of a blueprint there. there. There's something, but I still think Geelong would just be far too good. Who who needs to provide something special for Brisbane to win, Rossi? When you look at that Brisbane lineup, they've got a lot of players that have X-Factor. Charlie Cameron, Zach Bailey, you know, um, Joe Danaher, potentially, uh, with some X-Factor. We know about Lockie Neal. Who's the one... If you're the coach, you put your head and go. I need. I just. Would, I'm praying that he has, plays a pretty special game for us. Well,
1: Cameron's disrupted them, hasn't he, Charlie? When he goes, like they've they've struggled to contain him previously up up there. I think he's like yeah. he's capable of five or six.
2: You now it's interesting when they played back in round three. You know, who played on him. Tom Atkins played on him for a bit. <laughs> really? back, in, back early in the year when Tom Atkins was still playing as a small defender. Wow. So it won't be Tom Atkins this time. Nah. for Charlie Cameron, so I mean, they'll, they'll need a matchup. I'm mean,
0: gonna Zach Bailey. I mean, I know you how much you love him, Dace, but I I reckon he. I mean. He, yeah, like he's had impact in both finals already. And, and if he does have one of his games where he can kick four, have four, five, six shots at goal, that, that to me would be the one that they need to have happen. And a lot of the times that are those sort of players
3: that are your second, third rung that have the big games, you think about the Charlie Camerons and Joe Danaher's, they get really well held. Somebody else just seems to, to break out. I think you go down the other end and think that Harris Andrews has to have another awesome game. I think he has to... two good ones he, in the He has yeah. to be unbelievable, not only... Blanket in, Hawkins. Not only in the role he plays there, but organising that defence. If we're talking about a Cameron going up the ground, you know that Stengel's always lively and the Cats' ability to score quickly, you need to be someone down there who is a true general winning their own
0: position, but then setting up as well.
2: It's a good shout, Daisy. Hey, Damon, Tyson Stengel, you've got some numbers on his form against these top four teams? Yeah, it was something
0: we looked at on Access All Areas earlier in the week, Joey, um, just the bottom 10 teams... Goals kicked is very favourable in comparison with the top eight teams and the the three teams that are remaining around Geelong in this finals race. Uh, he's played them on four occasions this year for just the one goal only from the, from a combination of four matches against those. Not three an teams. average total. Total. Wow. Total. So. Doesn't mean anything. He might come out and kick five, yeah. and and he has had an All-Australian year, but just when you break it down and drill a bit deeper, it'll be something It'll be something that the Lions will be trying to seize upon.
2: No, we love that stuff here, Damo. Very good. Hey, what about the other preliminary final, Ross? Saturday, Twilight up at the SCG, Sydney, Collingwood. How good is this going to be? The number one and two pressure teams in the competition. We sort of understand what we're going to get as a contest. How do you see it panning out?
1: Uh, again, I, I think the Swans, their last eight weeks, one and two, attack, defense, contested ball. So as long as they bring their sharpness, I think they get it done too. How much confidence? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, look, Collingwood, anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, we know that. Yeah. We, we love what they're doing, but uh, I think they've got it all, the Swans. They've got key defenders, key forwards, great midfield, run, skill, and I just keep thinking back to prelims. Like we had them at the G with the Saints, so I was pretty balanced in Collingwood. But I remember the Dockers prelim when we played the Swans. It was like a golden. I've never heard anything like it. Right. And it, it's like the Collingwood energy. So I would think the Swans, full stadium. I know Pies fans will go there, but it will be an electric atmosphere. And I think that will get rid of the... We could be a little bit flat. I think they'll be ready to go, the Swannies.
3: What sort of learnings can you take from a Pies point of view? You play them in round 22. Arguably, the Swans couldn't have played any better. They've showed all their cards. Can you go back to that and go, right, because very rarely in a game do you get it on your terms for the majority of it. The Swans in that one were brilliant from the first bounce to the last. So have they showed you exactly what they've got and then you can plan to go in and beat that? Looking at the numbers, plus 29 contested possession, plus 57 uncontested, plus 20 tackles the Swans, but only went inside 52 more times.
1: Yeah, well, they controlled the ball, and that, that's a bit to do with how Collingwood defend. We're not going to play to your strength, but we'll take all of yours off. Their their forward pressure is incredible. How do you control that? Mm. You can't control that except take an uncontested mark. I I um, I think Skipworth, uh, the midfield, he did his pre-game. And he spoke about that game, uh, we, we over indexed on the inside trying to win the ball. So therefore then we couldn't get out on the outside. So I think they'll bring that their contest method, the balance on the outside to the table. The danger with that is you you over <laughs> overcompensate yeah, yeah. and you don't win the ball and it's just going the other way. So and and their their angles and their patterns, how it's a unique ground. It's as wide as it is long. So um, and Sydney really tied up the corridor. So they've got some really good learning points, and McRae's already, already alluded to them as well.
2: Watching the game back during the weekdays, I'm leaning towards the Sydney Swans now, for the reason that Collingwood against the Swans have met their match in regards to a pressure team. So Collingwood, we based their whole games off their pressure. Well, Sydney are actually slightly better than them, and they out-pressured them last time. But then Sydney also have the ability to take Collingwood's pressure off them with their kick yeah, game. Right. And they're able to kick their way through their, I think second in the comp for their kick rating. Like they they don't kick it around like Fremantle Ross and go lateral. Sydney have got the ability to go forward go through. and find the little holes and get it in. So I think they've got the perfect balance of taking away Collingwood's pressure but also bringing their own contest and pressure game. And I think that might be too much for the players. Can what did they win by? What did they 20, 27, win? Where 27 you? And
1: we did that game. Collingwood's midfield stunk it up that day. Yeah, they day. did. Yeah, so no, they couldn't play any worse. That's yeah, a, That's and- the thing for me. I think their midfield... Are in good nick. Pendlebury, they're not muck. I don't see him on the halfback flank too much anymore. <laughs> we need to win some big games. Let's get him inside. So they'll have their best in there and going. And to that point, Rice, you recall that moment where my check got the
0: ball basically in the goal square, Rampy running down. That was to bring it to below two goals um, or below three goals. Anything can happen there. We've seen that with Collingwood. Um, that's, that took the life out of the game. Um, yeah. But had he got it, and look, he was 90% to get it, wasn't he, when he got it at that point in time, and you just don't know what
2: happened. Yeah, it going to be 17 points with eight minutes to go. And not going to choke it, it up
1: if it's tight. No, I know no, no. Which, If it's tight, I know which team I'd rather be on. I reckon you can expect a bit of what that ball movement you
3: talk about. So the Pies winning it back and then trying to control it rather than going manic like we saw against the Frio with the opportunity to give it back to Sydney. You've got to take away Sydney's strengths. Which is, once they get it, they don't give it back to you. Mm-hmm. No, they try and chip but it But you saying
1: Collingwood control it, you want to try it? No, Nah, no, you can't oh, take oh, away your no, one. But, but no. in
3: terms of finding a mark and playing off oh, that. in
1: the defence.
3: So, yeah. yeah. So, last time they tried to go manic at handball, yeah, which yeah, just invites did, yeah. that pressure. Find a mark, let it go, and then off that, then play when it's outside the bubble.
2: Either way, it's going to be a cracking final series. Both prelims are going to be awesome. And, of course, you can listen to both preliminary finals here on uh, Triple M and on the Listener app. And, of course, you can search for the Midweek Rub also on YouTube, which has become very popular, particularly since Ross has been on it. And you can listen to every game across the weekend live on Triple M and the Listener app starting from Friday night, the Friday Huddle Boys, 6 p.m., Geelong v. Brisbane at the MCG. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again to do it all next Wednesday.
0: Shut up, the footies
2: on Triple M. Triple M rocks footy.